And welcome back to the Anban. I'm Matt Ferreira. And I'm Ezra. And we've been gone for a little bit now, but we're finally back, ready to do some more arm barning. And season started. Everybody's happy. It's a holiday for all of us just to be in baseball season. Happy late Easter. Happy Marathon Monday and Passover for us that are celebrating. Uh, let's just hop right into some quick news that occurred before the season started. Obviously, Matt, you're pretty happy because the Sox did land story and you called it. I'll, I'll admit it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm a little unhappy because I didn't get to see him today. I went to the game today. He, didn't, he had a rest day, but we did land Trevor's story on a six-year, $140 million contract. It's, it's a good move for this, uh, for the Red Sox in general, as we lost a few of our bats in the offseason. So hopefully Story will be able to pick up the slack. But it's interesting to see how Bogart's uh, contract negotiation is going to go forward, considering we have a shortstop lockdown for the next six years. Well, both with Bogart's and with Devers, it'll definitely put some pressure on them in contract negotiations. But well, it'll just be interesting to see how it goes, especially with Story hitting those monster shots that he always does in Coors Field, seeing if they'll get over the monster, which I fully expect them to do. But jumping from one sock to a former Red Sox, Andrew Miller recently did retire, finished his 16-year career, where I didn't actually realize he played for so many teams. Obviously, the Sox being probably the most notable the past three years with the Cardinals, Spent a, spent a nice year in Baltimore, so go O's. He was actually fantastic for us. I don't know why we let him go. I'm kind of pissed about it. But, you know, that's it. That's all I got to say about that. Um, definitely going to be in the conversation for the Hall of Fame. Only two All-Stars in his career, which kind of baffles me. But he won the Rivera Reliever of the Year Award, an ALCS MVP, some rings, you know, no. <laughs> um, but it's just... It's just good to see a guy uh, getting his recognition after the end of a pretty good career. Yeah, for sure. After that last year in Boston and keep going on, he really turned it on. He did really well in Cleveland. It was a big part of why they were able to make the World Series. So I'm, I'm happy for him that he gets to go out on his own terms. And it's always good to see uh, one of the players you grew up watching just right off into the sunset. Yeah, and I also didn't realize that he was 6'7". I know that obviously they look a little smaller on tv but he was a sidewinder so it was just a little weird for me to look at his baseball reference and see six seven he probably could have been a pretty decent small forward in the nba honestly but on to the next pitcher related thing here we've got a new rule that came out of this new the new cba in the new season and that is the otani rule which is something that all of us have actually seen some of in our college playing now. It happened a few times in our games over the past weekend, where if a pitcher is hitting for himself in the game, he can actually stay in as the DH once he's pulled from the game. And I actually like this rule a lot. I think it's really interesting and it'll obviously play very well for the angels because of course, Otani, hence the Otani rule but I'm interested to see what other teams do it. Like maybe Zach Greinke for the Royals with the universal DH, obviously you could see Bumgarner doing it. Just guys that are good hitters to see if they'll actually get the opportunity to hit for themselves without uh, having the pitchers have to hit for themselves in the national league. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I like it with, especially with the new universal DH rule, allowing pitchers to still hit in some capacity. 
But I think the Angels are really the bene- the beneficiaries of this rule. You got, like you said, Shohei Otani, but they also have Michael Lorenzen. I know, I think it's Noah Syndergaard can also swing it a little bit too. So Hunter Green's coming up. He was a, one of the biggest two-ways to ever get drafted in high school. I know the Rays have a two-way coming up too. So it's it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see the new generation of two-ways making their way. It's just great to see the game evolving with the new players. And I think it's just, it, it, it's a good step to see that even through the commotion of the lockout, that some actually very productive things did come from it. And on to our main event for the evening. We do have another guest with us today, another member of the Emerson Baseball pitching staff, our good friend, uh, Joshua Caldiviano. Hello, Calta. Say hi to the people. What's up, boys? How you doing? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, especially because the Orioles just beat the Yankees in a series. So go O's. Obviously, Calta, if anybody was able to see you right now, they'd know exactly who you were a fan of. You're decked out in disgusting Yankee blue. Yeah, all the way down to the socks. That, oh, God. <laughs> um, Calta is a sidewinder in our staff. And first first and foremost, Matt, I know you you have some questions about it. I have some questions about it. How, how did you end up being a sidewinder? Uh, I was actually switched to pitching sidearm my sophomore year of college. Uh, I'm currently a junior, so I've only been doing this since about October of 2020. Um, I came in, I walked onto the Emerson team actually as a two-way, um, mainly as a second baseman and just kind of told coach, if you need me to pitch, I pitched in high school, pitched throughout you know my life, but I preferred second. Um, and then we were playing a game in uh, spring break of my freshman year, we were getting killed and out of pitchers needed we had one more game the next day so we needed to save some arms so coach asked me to pitch and I went out there and died on the mound pretty much um ERA is still recovering from that day um but after that they decided you know after the COVID came in and shortened our season I came back the next fall and they decided they wanted to actually work with me as a as a pitcher um and one of our other teammates actually uh, is the one who claims that he's the reason I throw sidearm because when I threw from second, I dropped my arm a lot from there and um, I don't really overpower anybody. So we figured we'd try for movement and I dropped down in that October and, you know, worked on it since then and, you know, going with the movement rather than the velocity and it's been working so far. So I've stuck with it. Yeah. You've talked to, you were just talking a little bit about the movement on your pitches. What pitch would you say has benefited the most from your movement when you drop down? Um, I would say that my two seam has benefited the most only because the slider that I currently throw was not a slider. When I threw over, when I threw over the top, that was actually my curveball. And when <laughs> they switched me to sidearm, they just said, just throw it with the curveball grip and it works as my slider now. Um, but my two seam, I almost never threw the two seam. When I went over the top, I was a four seam guy. And obviously that doesn't really work well if you're not blowing it by everybody. So I went with a more two seam heavy approach and that's now moving. Um, so that's really, that's probably uh, benefited the most. So jumping from playing baseball to being a obvious super fan of baseball. I know we've talked a lot over some meals about you literally watching every Yankees game. 
Yes. But you go to school in Boston. Yes. So just talk about going to school in Boston and being the most overt and obvious Yankees fan in the world. Um, yeah. So I have always been a huge Yankees fan. I'm actually from Los Angeles, but my dad's family is all from New York. And uh, my dad raised me to be a Yankees fan, um, despite the fact that my mom is from Massachusetts and is her family is uh, are Red Sox fans. Um, my mom got religion. My dad got the Yankees. Uh, so that's how that happened. Um, and, that's and a line. It, it's that's one hundred percent true. Um, but coming to Boston, my whole family was like, you know, you can't wear Yankees here all the time. And I was like, okay, all right, sure. And then slowly, freshman year, I'd wear it here and there, mostly just in the dorm. And then I got more comfortable, and the season happened, and the Yankees would win games, so I'd wear it after Yankees wins and. You know, nobody does anything to me. I get dirty looks from a uh, construction man are my favorite when it's like the guys that you know have lived in Boston their whole lives. Um, those are really fun. But I think it's also, you know, there's, I, I've thought about it because I've, I've walked to the streets of New York before and see people in Red Sox gear and just given dirty looks. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of have to respect it though because I do the same thing in Boston. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's about the most dangerous thing I do in my life. <laughs> so it's fun for me. Yeah, my favorite was happened last week when the Red Sox beat the Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball, and you were still decked out in Yankees gear in the dining hall the next day. I was. Uh, <laughs> in opening week, so even in high school, what I would do is uh, opening week, like beginning of spring training, opening week, and playoffs, I would wear a different Yankee. I'd wear all my Yankees gear every day. I'd wear a different player pretty much from opening day until I ran out of players. Um, and I was once told by somebody that they thought I was wearing the same shirt every day. Because I then realized that in high school, you wear a backpack on your back at all times at school, and nobody could see the different players. So it was really just for me. Um, <laughs> but I've kind of continued that in, you know, beginning of the season and in the playoffs. That's when I'm, you know, most excited for baseball to be happening. So that's when I tend to wear it the most. And then it gets cold in Boston, and I don't <laughs> want to wear my short sleeve T-shirts. What's your favorite jersey or jersey that you have now and that you've had all time? Um, okay, so all time, I'll start with that one's easy. I had a, a no last name Alex Rodriguez 2009 World Champions uh, patch jersey. Uh, Arod, I know this is, I'm be starting off on the wrong foot with a lot of people. Arod was my hero growing up. Yeah. Um, still, still love him. Um, I know a lot of people don't, but I, I've, I always have since I was little. So I've, stuck with him out of loyalty um but so i had that one and i wore that a lot uh currently oh i don't even know i love my judge jersey or my stanton jersey the those are like the full jerseys that i have i i've i've lost a few jerseys this year i had i did have a luke voigt number 45 so i had to stop wearing that when the yankee signed cole um and i lost or shell i can't wear anymore gardner's not on the team right now um yeah, so I, I just, I've had, there have been many points in time where I can make a full lineup out of the, the shirts that I've owned. <laughs> well, look, as much as I dislike the Yankees, I, I do have to give you the props for the dedication because I'm honestly surprised that you haven't had to invest in a bulletproof vest. Yeah. <laughs> um, walking through the streets of Boston in full Yankees gear day after day, week after week. But another thing that you, you mentioned, not on on air, of course, but before when we were preparing was the was the power rankings that just came out for the beginning of this season. And I think all three of us have a kind of agreed 
that they're really bad right now. I know that the Yankees didn't budge and I'm like, as much as I love my Orioles, if you lose a series to the O's, which the Yankees did, I know I'm going to beat that horse until we lose a series to the Yankees. We're better than the Yankees. Um, um, this, so this is a reset clock because this is the first time the Yankees have lost a series to the Orioles since uh, 2016, I believe. Calta, 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 <laughs> Calta. This is this season. Everything's new every new season. But the O's beat the Yankees in a series, and they're still 30th in the power rankings. The Yankees didn't drop down, which makes very little sense because they're not playing like the number six team in the league no, at all. Absolutely not. The The Red Sox also haven't been playing their best ball. They are still... They dropped down two spots. Only only dropping down two spots from what to what, Matt? It was, from 11 to 13, which I was surprised by because we've been gone awful to start the year. And then there's other teams who have been playing actually very well, I feel like. The Rays, I know, started the season off very hot, still dropped three spots. And we could probably go on all day about this, but there's just the the beginning of the year power rankings are always going to be bad. They're always tough because I think that what happens is, is that when they make the power rankings, you know, the first week, two weeks, they're not looking at how they're playing. They're looking at the teams, what they came in as because there's always the preseason power rankings, so I think that they look at those and they go, okay, well, are they still this? And they're compared to that rather than compared to the other teams and how they're playing. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to, to really be like, oh, the power rankings for an 162-game season, 10 games in. Um, but also starting up, of course, is all fantasy baseball, players that are going crazy in that, like Stephen Kwan for the Guardians. I just had to mention him. Because it was, what, 115 pitches to start his career without a swing and a miss, something like that? Yeah. That is absurd at the, at the top level of baseball. You have that Seiya Suzuki putting the world on notice to start his career on my fantasy team. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, I had to beat you by 200 this week. Um, uh, just, just before we move on from the Guardians, so got to put you guys on. Owen Miller is hitting over 500 for the Guardians this year. Good second baseman pickup. Also, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm, I'm waiting for that drop off, though, and I'm, I'm but I'm a little bit worried that somebody else will pick him up and he's not going to drop. Also, G-Man Choi is hitting 527 I against just only right handed hitter, right handed pitchers because the Rays refuse to put him in a lineup against a lefty. And there's just there's so many. I love the beginning of the season because you see these absurd stat lines like guys hitting over 500 over 400 or pitchers who, like Bruce Zimmerman of the Orioles, who's gone, I believe, 11 innings scoreless to start a season, which is probably, like, the best scoreless streak for an Orioles pitcher in a long time. Yeah, and, I mean, you look at, like, even last year, you look at Corbin Burns's no walks to start the season. It's just – it's fun. He didn't do of, that this season. <laughs> Would he walk his first batter? I think he did walk the first batter yeah, of the it's season. Just, it's just chaos right now with stats, which is stressful for fantasy because you try not to hit the panic button on every single player you have. But it but is so, a, so fun. It's a, but it's a week by – in a week-by-week week league, you kind of have to make sure that you're winning every week. And if somebody's hot, ride just, the hot hand. Yeah, you're really tempted to get them. Now, another, another streak before we move on Rafael Devers has like a 15 game hit streak, like starting from last year. So that, you know, it's there's a reason he's on your phone case, Matt. It's because <laughs> he's really good at baseball. But going from one type of fantasy to another, 
Kalta, you 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 pray you posed this question to us about two weeks ago, and it was you know it was very interesting, and that's why we're actually going to answer it on the pod today. Now, Kalta, what was that question? Uh, the question was: If you got an offer from every single team in the league except your favorite team, where would you go? Every single team, all twenty nine teams except your favorite, gives you the same offer. All the specs are the same. Who do you go? Just based solely on name, location, and and everything else so we've got the 29 through one all of us have our lists popped up i'm gonna say that we'll start just 29 to 25 just brief explanations because there's a reason they're that low but we don't really need to talk about the lowest ones on the list i think i think i'll start considering so number 29 yeah it's the yankees i'm looking you dead in the eyes it's the yankees i will like obviously if i was offered an MLB contract from the Yankees. I'm going to play for the Yankees. I don't really care, but it's the Yankees. I've grown up hating the Yankees and I will continue to hate the Yankees unless somehow I do end up playing for them. (laughs) So they're at the bottom of my list for that. Obviously there's some history, but I don't really care about it. Boo Yankees. 28, I have the A's because bad stadium. They're pretty much trying to lose at this point. Not much else needs to be said. The Brewers are my 27 because I just felt like every other team I would rather play for. There's no actual reason. It's just I didn't feel like the Brewers had any better reason than the the rest of the teams on my list. Number 26 is the Tigers. I don't really want to live in Detroit. It's really cold. Their stadium is huge, so it's a bonus for me as a pitcher. But it's it's the Tigers. I don't, like Again, similar with the Brewers. And then 25, I have the Astros because I don't want to be associated with cheaters. Uh, I guess I'll go next. My 20, so I basically made my list not even off of how they're expected to do this year, but mostly off of the stadium and how much I like the stadium and how I can see myself in their jersey. So starting off with me, number 29 is the Nationals. I actually have been to the stadium multiple times and I hate it. I hate their logo. Not, well, their yeah, logo too. It reminds me of Walgreens and I just dislike their jerseys. <laughs> um, for number 28, it's the Mets. I also dislike city field i dislike their jerseys and i as a pitcher i like my arm how it is intact oh god um <laughs> we've seen so many injuries in the mets organization already 27 we got the guardians um it's just i don't like i've been to cleveland multiple times it's not my favorite city i've been to 26 is the tiger same thing not a great city cold in 25 i actually could see myself playing for them like if I'm surprised they're not higher for me but it's the Astros I just don't think I could take the hate that I would get just for playing for them that's actually crazy that we have the same 26 and 25 that's I wasn't expecting any of us to actually have the same answers now Kalta 29 to 25 who you got all right so uh the way I did this I I have quite a a big document as I'm now showing Matt and Ezra (laughs) every single team has a pro and a con as long as they're uh, as well as their uniforms in their their stadium so my my 29 is the Red Sox um and I will give the one pro is that I do love Boston and I do love Fenway and that, you know, they've got great, uh, a rich history, but I would not be caught dead in Red Sox here. I used to tell my family that when I played Little League, if I got drafted by the Red Sox, I wasn't playing that season and I quit. Um, so my hatred of the Red Sox runs about as deep as my love for the Yankees. Um, so I do respect that you have the Yankees at 29 um, because I, I would do the same if, if I felt the same way. Uh, my 28 is Tampa Bay. 
like they have the cool light blue i like it but they're just kind of a cheap franchise they did give that big offer to freddie freeman but it's kind of what else have they ever done i don't <laughs> want to play in the trop like they're not the worst team but they're kind of the worst franchise and i think we all agree on that uh, i mean they were considering going to montreal for half the season what um, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense 27 i have the rangers I like the powder blues. Every team that has a powder blue uniform, that's the number one pro for me is the powder blues. But I just, I don't want to go to Texas. I don't want to play. I don't like their new stadium. I've heard guys who say that they like love the new stadium. It looks like a barbecue to me. Like it just looks like a grill. I'm yeah, it, it really does. I it's... mean, I've never been there. So maybe it's beautiful in person, but playing on like the show, it just looks, it looks ugly. Um, my 20, my 26 is Houston. Um, you know, same thing. I like I like the colors. I like the uniform. I like the stadium, but I just don't want to be associated with the Astros. Yep. Uh, and then twenty five, uh, that would be the Mets. Uh, uh, you know, again, like blue and orange. Uh, you know, it's still in New York, which is cool. Uh, and I think that their biggest pro right now is Steve Cohen. Like as much as I as I don't like the Mets, like I do respect the fact that he's just this really rich baseball fan who just bought a team and is putting all of his money into it. But, but like, I, I don't want to be on the Mets. Something always goes wrong. Like, just, I just have no desire to play for them. That's, that's really reasonable. I mean, it is, it, the Mets got a Met, and that's a saying for a reason. Now, I feel like we'll just do, a, like, a bigger chunk here. Let's say 24 to 15. And for 24, I have the Rockies. Because as beautiful as that stadium is, as cool as it would be to live in Colorado, I'm thinking of my career here, and I'm a pitcher. And you guys are going to understand this probably a little more than the rest of our listeners. I get snake bitten by the gopher ball fairly often at NABC. And I don't want to pitch in Colorado at Coors Field because the ball will find a way into the stands. So as much as I actually very much like their uniform and all that and their stadium and their location, I just can't do it. 23 for me is the Rays. Same reasons as you, Kalta. It's just they're a little higher on my list than yours because they do continue to win, but I don't want to play at the trap. Yeah. It's as, it's as simple as that. The trap is horrendous. Number 22 is the reds. Um, I don't really know why they have a kind of cool stadium in Chile, but I, I don't know. It's just, again, kind of like the brewers. There's just better reasons for me to play on the other teams. Number 21 is the twins. I really like target field. I know that a lot of people don't, but I really like it. And it's just, I think that being in Minnesota is kind of cool to play baseball because we can get some snow flurry games like we got at the beginning of the season for us. Number 20 is the Royals. Kaufman is ugly, but those powder blue jerseys, I would sell my soul to play in them pretty much. 19, I have the Nationals. It's close to home for me. I really like their new City Connect jerseys. They're gorgeous. Um, the stadium's okay. I know, Matt, you said you hated it. It's just very mediocre. That's why they're the very middle of my list. 18 is the Marlins. Pitcher's ballpark and cool uniforms. My favorite player of all time is Jose Fernandez, so that would be very cool for me to play and pitch off the same bump as he did. But they're, they're also the Marlins. They're just like the Rays. They're pretty poorly run as well. 17 is the Guardians for me. It's they're, they're as bang average on my list as you can. There's no reason for me to not want to. There's no reason for me to want to. So they're 17. 16, 
this is gonna this is gonna shock you too i think i have the padres at 16 i feel like they're very high up on both of your lists i know me uh me and Kalta have talked about the padres being on the list but i just like i don't I think Chris Paddock said it best when he got traded to the Twins. I don't want to look like a UPS driver. Um, and also, Petco is beautiful, but the amount of home run balls that would get hit right down that line in left field off of me, I don't trust it. And then 15, I have the Rangers. Yes, their new stadium is ugly, but it's a pitcher's ballpark for sure. They do have the powder blue jerseys. And like I said, they're gorgeous. Like you said, Calta, they're gorgeous. I love the powder and the rangers it's i would like right now i would love to play with them play with Corey seager marcus simeon adolis garcia like it would i think it would just be a very fun team to play with so that's why they're at 15. that two and seven start for the rangers oh yeah look look no their lineup is really there's 162 games in a season so i'm sure they'll turn it around um, all right. So for mine, my 24 is actually going to surprise a lot of people considering I said it's my favorite park and it still is outside of Fenway and it's T-Mobile Park in the Seattle Mariners. It's just a team that like I couldn't see myself fitting in whatsoever. Like I, their jerseys are kind of bland. I'm not really a big fan of them. So I'm just not on the Mariners bandwagon as much as some people are. My 23 is the Rangers. I like their new stadium. I love their jerseys, but I feel like they're such an irrelevant franchise that I would never get heard of ever again. Shots fired at the Rangers, I guess. Um, my 22 is the Reds. Um, I like their jerseys. They quit literally sold off their entire team this offseason, though. So, like, other than Luis Castillo, I'd have, like, nobody to be with for those counting at home that's three of the same for me and matt by the way i'm going to count this on my hands all episode (laughs) there's more i was counting earlier um my 21 is the phillies i love their powder blue jerseys i'm okay i like citizens bank i've been there it's not my favorite ballpark but um i don't know there's just something about it that i just don't trust pitching in that ballpark at all um number 20 is the royals four Uh, that's four (laughs) I love their jerseys. I love Kauffman Stadium. But once again, it's like the Rangers. I just feel like it's where anybody goes to die. Like Brady Singer was the top prospect out of Florida. And I, I feel like I'm the only person that's ever heard of him now. I think that's a name I feel like I heard a long time ago and never said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly his point. Uh, number 19 is the Rays. I love their jerseys. Absolutely despise the Trop. Um, there's just like – I. I can't even I can I struggle to watch Red Sox games when they play there. I couldn't imagine playing there myself. Um, number 18 for me is the twins. I love their jerseys. I love their stadium. It's just I that's why they're dead middle. They're like they're like average in there for me. I could see myself playing for them. Don't like that they beat the Red Sox today, but something I can get over if they offered me a contract. <laughs> and number 17 and number 16, both these teams are at the bottom of their division but I love their stadiums and I love their jerseys. Um, both teams I played for a little league and I absolutely felt like I was dripped out on the field in their jerseys. And the 17 is the Pirates and 16 is the Orioles. And then my number 15 is quite literally my dead middle team. I don't love them. I don't hate them. I've been to their ballpark. It's okay. I didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Um, no, say it. It's an ugly stadium. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's, my 15, it's so, so bad. My 15 is the Chicago White Sox. So, so it's a team I feel like 
I could mesh in well with, but I wouldn't be high in that rotation either. So, yeah. All right, my, my 24 is Detroit. Um, for pros, I have none with a question mark at the end. I feel like that's important. Are there any pros? Are they going to be good? We'll see, like they think they're going to be, but I'm not sure. Um, maybe the worst hat in the majors. Why is that? Why is their logo so small on their hat? Like every time I've ever been into a lids, that's just the smallest logo for no reason. Um, I just don't know anything about Detroit. So like, if Detroit's cool, let me know. But it just does not attract. <laughs> like, I don't like cars. So like, what is there for me? Um, number twenty three uh, is Cleveland. Um, I I don't know anything about Cleveland. Just they're just mad. Like I I don't know. I, I have no desire to play for them. I think they missed their window. I think that's kind of a big thing too, is that they had their chance to win it and they blew it. And I think that they're kind of trying to act like they're still there, but I just don't see them there. And I'm also not on board with guardians quite yet. I don't hate it. It's going to take me a while. I, 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 there were names I liked better. 22 is the twins powder blues again. Um, and I like their uniform options, but it's just so cold in Minnesota. Like you boys have seen me. I'm, I'm from California and I, dress in long sleeves all the whole school year that when I'm in Boston I just it's not where I want to be I don't like the cold um I don't like playing in the cold I like sweating when I pitch and I just feel like that's not going to happen in Minnesota uh 20 uh, 21 is uh Arizona um I like Phoenix I do like Phoenix but I think Chase Field is my least favorite stadium that I've been to um I've been, I haven't been to all that many stadiums, but just of the ones that I've been to, it's just like, it doesn't impress me as much as you'd think. They do have the churro dog, which is pretty good. I had that once when I was younger. Um, feel like I would not lose the weight fast anymore. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I would, I would uh, do that again. I, I just don't think there's a lot going for them. I just, I don't know. Um, 20 is the Dodgers. Um, I mean, they're my hometown team. So that helps, you know, they're close to where I grew up in the area that I know. Um, and it's the stadium that I've been to the most. I've, you know, been to so many games they're growing up. And um, I have, this one I have, uh, the Matt and Ezra will definitely know this is a big profile. There's tons of great art house theaters in Los Angeles. And as a movie, <laughs> that's there are, there's just a lot of great movie theaters out there. Um, you know, and then my biggest con is I'm, so many people that I went to high school with, they're going to ask me for tickets. And I just I don't <laughs> want to deal with that. I don't want that's... people... I want people that I haven't talked to in eight years contacting me and being like, hey, can I get a ticket? No. I think that's the best con we've heard all day. <laughs> I, just, I don't need to deal with that. No, you can't get a ticket. Those are for my family and people that I've continued to talk to. Um, 19, uh, the Phillies. Uh, I mean, I like their powder blues. They, you know, all around pretty decent uniforms. They have good history. I don't know. I just don't feel it. I couldn't really give you a, a solid concrete con. I just don't feel it with Philadelphia. I think I'd like the city and the stadium. Just don't want to play for them. Um, 18, uh, I have Colorado. I like the purple, uh, and they have the vests. I'm a big fan of the vest uniforms. Uh, I wore those in high school, and I was actually really super into them. Um, but the Coors effect, and, like, what's going on there right now? Like, they signed Chris Bryant. I don't, I don't think they know what's going on I mean, on right the, now. the whole, like, signing Chris Bryant after chasing Story and Arenado out of Colorado does not make any sense to me. Um, so I just, that just does not seem like a, a set idea and plan for the future. Uh, 17, I have the White Sox. I think they have the best throwbacks in the league. I really love the, the you know, the striped socks. Um, and Chicago seems cool. They're kind of a good team to root for, but like, 
if you're gonna play in Chicago, wouldn't you rather play in Wrigley? Exactly. Like that's I think that's the biggest con to them. It's like, you know, there's nothing inherently bad about them, but if you're gonna pick Chicago, like you're gonna go to the Cubs unless you have something against the Cubs. Um, my 16 is Kansas City. Uh, maybe my favorite color scheme in the majors. I really like the light blues. Um, I've always liked the Royals, but maybe it's just because of the uniforms, but they're not really a good team. There's, is there like anything special about the Royals other than like the uniforms? And, and Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby Witt, Bobby Witt Jr. Is- who's on my fantasy team. So like they've got, they've got a good, maybe a good, they've got good potential coming up. Um, Brady Singer. Brady, Brady Singer. Singer. <laughs> Brady Singer. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's probably, there's, they're one that I think I'd have to see more of to decide, you know, if, if they continue to go on the path that they might be on and, and they're good in the next few years, then all power to them. But I just don't, it's just, there's too much up in the air right now. I mean, number 15 uh, might be a little bit controversial just being in the dead middle. I know you guys might have them a little bit higher is Toronto. Um, I like the powder blues. Toronto seems cool. The stadium seems cool, but like, I got to exchange my money. Like, I don't want to have to do that just to buy anything. And, and like, doing the AL East, which is, like, you know, growing up a Yankees fan, I don't want to play against the Yankees. Although with the more – with the balance schedule starting in 2023, maybe that will change. It means you get to play in Yankee Stadium more. It does mean I get to play in Yankee Stadium more. But how do I strike out the Yankees? The answer is I don't. Well, you just throw a lot of sliders on the outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so now I'm just I'm let's let's zip through into the into the top five because I think that the top five is really what people want to hear. So we're gonna go 14 to six now. And 14, I have the White Sox. I the exact same thought process as you, Calta. If I'm gonna play in Chicago, I'm playing in Wrigley. The team seems fun to be around, yeah. but also Tony LaRusa kind of you know i think tony larus is a great manager he's a great manager but i don't think i want him to you guys know i've got some antics on the field so (laughs) i don't think he would really love me that much um i I cannot argue with that 13's the mets again it's like if i'm gonna i'm gonna play in new york i would rather play for the mets than the yankees so they're higher up on my list they have cool jerseys i know matt you said you didn't like them you also said you didn't like City Field. I didn't. I did not love City Field. I like both of them. I think City Field has some of the best ballpark food. They have great, like, che- they're not cheese steaks. They're just steak sandwiches. They're fantastic. Also, just being in New York, I I don't really dislike the Mets either, but it's whatever. Twelve, I stay in the NL East actually, and I'm going with the Braves. Their stadium is in the middle of nowhere. That is why they're actually lower on my list. They have a lot of guys that have a lot of fun, and I think I would mesh well with that team, and we would just be able to 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 shoot the uh, proverbial doo doo. Um, there's there's not really there's just more reasons for me to put all the teams ahead of them ahead of them. So at eleven, I do have the Blue Jays. Exchanging the money was not a point that I thought of, but definitely aids my point in putting them at eleven. I love their jerseys, but I also just don't want to live in Canada. Like being close to Niagara Falls would be really cool. But other than that, I just I'd rather stay in the states. It's just so much easier to like <laughs> to go from game to game when I don't have to have my passport on me at all times. At ten, I have the Pittsburgh Pirates. I hate the color yellow. It is my least favorite color. <laughs> I don't want to wear their jerseys, but 
it is a top three stadium in the country. I love it so, so much. And also being able to wear the same jerseys as like Roberto Clemente is just such a selling point for me. It would just be so cool and surreal, especially to pitch on that bump with that backdrop, just beautiful. At nine, I have your hometown Dodgers. I just want to win there. I, <laughs> I don't even like the Dodgers very much. Actually, I dislike them quite a bit. But I like it. Look, if I'm going to take a contract from a team, I want to win. At eight, I have your other hometown team. I have the Angels because I want to play with Mike Trout. That is it. He's, I want to play with Mike Trout. And Joe Madden's an awesome manager. I love that man so much. And then at seven, I have a team that you guys had a little lower, and that's the Phillies. I actually love Citizens Bank Park, and it's close to home for me. So that was a selling point. Also, to be able to, to pitch off the same bump as Roy Halladay, very cool. Bryce Harper's on that team, too. And I just, I think that me and him would get along really well. <laughs> and then at number six, a team that I almost forgot to put on my list like five times because I kept moving them down and then up, and then I just left them off the list completely, and I put the Yankees down, or the, not the Yankees, the Rangers down twice, and then... I was like, oh, wait, I have the Rangers down twice. I need to put the Cardinals back on my list. So the Cardinals are at six. They jumped from like two to 10 to six to five to six again, a lot on my list when I was making it. Their jerseys, unreal. Their history, unreal. Their team, it just seems so cool. And you cannot tell me as a pitcher, you don't want to throw to Yadier Molina behind the plate. You're crazy if you say otherwise. So the Cardinals are with, they were... Jumping around my list, but I think six is a pretty good place because also as my dad's side of the family is all Cubs fans, I couldn't put them any higher. <laughs> so that, there's, my, there's my everything but the top five. So my 14 is where all my friends back home, if you're listening to this, are going to crucify me. And that's where people have realized that I've not said the New York Yankees yet. I actually have them at 14. Uh. I've never worn their jersey, mostly because mostly because I think it's quite like I think it's literally a law that you can't have a little league team that's the Yankees in Massachusetts. Like I've never seen any New York team. I've never seen them in Maryland team. either. Like I'm I'm pretty sure like it's a law. It's unreal. I'll tell you now, being in the suburbs of Los Angeles, I played for the Giants a few times because I, I know people, I know that the dads who moved from San Francisco loved to do that to the kids in the area. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there was no Yankees. But for the people that know me really, really well and for a really long time, they do know that from ages of like five to 10, I was a Yankees fan myself. Uh, my favorite player was A-Rod as well because I was a third baseman. Gross. And then disgusting. No respect. Obviously, that switched up really fast when I came to my senses. Imagine if uh, A-Rod had gone to Boston like he wanted to. <sighs> Would have been insane. Um, my 13 is another, is another team that I actually did play for in Little League, and I played for them for a long time, and it's the A's. That's why I just can just see myself in their jerseys. Um, I just have always liked the A's because I played for them in the Little League. Um, 12 is the Angels. I like their jerseys. I'd love to be in SoCal. Um, feel like a loyal fan base. Get to play with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Gotta have him out there. 
Um, Padres number 11. It just seems like the team that has the most fun. I mean, Fernando Tatis broke his wrist and he was playing soccer in the outfield the other day. So like, I feel like I have no rules to deal with. So I put them at 11. <laughs> that whole team's a PR disaster. <laughs> um, my number 10 is the Diamondbacks. I loved Arizona when we went. It's one of the coolest states. Um, and I feel like just playing in Chase Field and being able to swim after every game is a major plus. Um, but number nine is the team that I've actually really liked recently, and it's the Milwaukee Brewers. I feel like they just have a fun clubhouse. Um, I really liked them when Jackie was there. Obviously, he's back on the Red Sox, but like, I feel like there's some guys there I'd mesh with well with uh, Yelich, and I wouldn't have to be the ace with Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta being in that rotation. <laughs> I, I like how that's part of your consideration. Even, even, even if I mess up, Josh Hader and Devin Williams are there to close the door. Uh, Devin Williams has been shaky this year. Um, Says my fantasy team. <laughs> my fantasy team as well. My number eight is the Giants. I loved their City Connect uniforms. It's just a team with a lot of history. Um, I wore 25 last year, and it was mostly because of Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and that home run, home run race and how I loved that season even before I was born, but it was one of the huge reasons I love baseball now. So the Giants have always had a special place in my heart, and that stadium's just really cool. Number seven is the Marlins, strictly because I get to play with Jazz Chisholm. And then number six is the Rockies. I know it's not a pitcher-friendly ballpark, but it's such a cool stadium. I love Colorado. Unlike Colorado, I love the cold, so I feel like I could do so well in Colorado. Um, and it just seems like a fun environment to play at, and their jerseys are the coolest in the MLB. Yeah, I, Colorado seems cool, and then I don't think I could do the cold. Um, all right, my, my four team – uh, Ezra, you were Baltimore Orioles. Um, Goes. My number one pro is that we had a we had a layover in Baltimore when we were uh, flying. Good airport. <laughs> we were Good airport. Our spring break uh, uh, week, um, and they had a Jamba Juice. I'm a big fan of Jamba Juice. That's that's, that's what got you the Jamba Juice. Got me the Jamba Juice. So uh, Boston has Jamba Juice. If you Boston want to move Red Sox up, there is. I have looked it up. There's not a single Jamba Juice in the state of Massachusetts. There's, Tune like a town next to me. I've never, I've never seen one. I've looked it up. Haven't been able to find one. Not a fan of the fact we, that there's not one near me. We will do research we'll on do this. Research on we'll this. get back to you I've later. I looked this up my freshman uh, year. I'll have it. I'll have the research on my time call to get to six. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm a big fan of the drama juice. Just overall, the Orioles, good logo and uniforms. Their stadium looks amazing. Like I feel like I'd love. I feel like I'd love it. Do we have an answer on drama juice? That's but, not Jamba Juice. That's, yeah, it is. That's a different place. That's not Jamba no, Juice. No, I've been there. It's in Bedford, Mass. Really? I. It's I, it's built in with a Brewers. It's the same building. See. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Whatever. Continue. Continue. <laughs> I have not been able to. If you can find me a Jamba Juice, you know what? If it's next to your hometown, next time you go home, bring me a Jamba Juice. Um. So I just I just feel like Camden Yard seems like a really cool stadium and a cool place to play. It's now a pitcher's ballpark, by the way. Oh yeah, because of the left field, yep. the new left field. Um, but it's it's the AL East and it's it's the Orioles, so I'm not too keen on playing there. Um, Thirteen, I have the Angels. Uh, it's close to where I'm from, which is nice, but it's also kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like there's not much to do in Anaheim other than like Disneyland and like a Ducks game. Um, well, but, go Ducks, go Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Our Ducks. resident hockey fan resident chiming hockey in. Fan. 
Um, but like Michael Nelson Trout is in my pros. Like, Michael Nelson Trout. would be so cool to play with him. Yeah. And um, Shohei too. I didn't even mention that. Shohei. But Shohei. I, I, my thing is, is like, you know, I feel like it would be an insult if the Angels offered me a contract as a pitcher because the Angels pitching has always sucked. Like it's just never been good. You can be one um, of the 20 that just got drafted. Yeah, seriously. Um, but they just, I don't know. They just yeah. have never really impressed me, but I have nothing against them either. Um, number 12, I have Oakland. Um, I'm a big fan of the uniforms and the color scheme. I know that that's an unpopular opinion with the, the green and yellow stirrups. Uh, I really like them. Um, that's actually the only part of the jersey that I like. Yeah, I was a big fan of the colored sock underneath the stirrup. Um, I did that in high school. Um, as a pitcher, there's a lot of foul territory. So there's a lot of chance for extra outs there. Uh, and I always kind of find myself wanting to play as them when I'm playing video games. I don't know why, but they're probably going to move soon. So I don't want to like set up a life in Oakland and then have to immediately move to Vegas. Um, I mean, unless you want to go to Vegas and go to Oakland for now. Fun fact, fun fact. I actually bought a Chris Davis athletic jersey when he got traded just because it was cheaper and I love the athletic jerseys. And then he got <laughs> traded back. He's Got DFA'd and signed back with the A's, so that worked out for you. Good purchase. But they have the worst attendance in the league. Like, they just do oh, yeah. not have a large – I don't know if it's that they don't have a large fan base or they just can't get them to come out to games because of um, the stadium. But if they get their new stadium that they're trying to build, I think that that will be really cool and really great for their, their franchise. Um, number 11, I have Miami. A good color scheme. They're the only team with, that has pink in their color scheme, which I like. Um, but the cons are just their owners. You know, I mean, we – saw it when Jeter left that he just you know made the point that the owners just don't want to win and they just don't seem to care about that franchise and they're just perennial losers you know every, prospects though good prospects every year I, I you know it's always good prospects it's never good production from well, them. yeah the problem is they always get traded the problem is it's 14 starting pitchers yeah <laughs> well, I mean I mean you look at what they could have had and, and what you know, they've traded away, and every year I go in with, like, these high hopes. So, like, okay, maybe the Marlins will actually turn around. Well, they made the playoffs in the, COVID season. Yeah, the 2020 season, they actually put together a pretty good run. I don't think, you know, they wouldn't have made the playoffs if it wasn't that season. Um, but I think that they have potential. I just think that they never cash in on it. Um, our number 10 is the Nationals. I've always liked the Nationals. I don't really have a reason why. I don't know. I just, you know, growing up, they were just kind of one of my favorite teams. Um, I've never been to Washington, D.C., but there's cool buildings there. Um, so I've been told, like, just throughout the city. Um, and I, I wrote a question down, but I guess it's I, it's been answered. I wrote, does anyone hate the Nationals? Like, Apparently Matt I guess does. Matt hates the Nationals. They're just one of those teams that I don't, like, see people hating. I just think they're kind of a harmless franchise. I don't think that there's really anybody that they've made enemies with. Um, my biggest comment is that they don't wear the Expos jerseys as throwbacks. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that's a missed opportunity. I really like the Expo jerseys, um, but I guess if they're maybe trying to bring a team back to Montreal, they might not want the Nationals to wear them. Um, number nine, I have the Braves. They've got great history, great throwbacks. I've never been there. Atlanta seems kind of cool. So, and they're also the reigning World Series champs. Maybe there's another dynasty coming. I mean, we'll see. Freddie Freeman's gone, but with Matt Olson now there for what and is it? Acuna. Yeah, just seven years. Acuna game. being an Acuna. Acuna, Albies. I just they're think that they've got. Down. I think that they've got potential. Um, although I guess there's the argument to be made that maybe you don't call the '90s Braves a dynasty, considering they didn't really win many championships. Um, you can't not call it a dynasty. I mean, you can't. Though. No, but there's there's an argument to be made of is it a dynasty if you don't continue to win 
championships. They continued to lose them and kept going back and putting good teams together, which is why well, that begs the question don't. of if the the old school Bills and the NFL were a dynasty because they made the Super Bowl four times in a row and still lost. Right. But that's a question for another time. That's, that's a question <laughs> for another time. I don't really have any cons for Atlanta. Um, uh, number eight was the Cubs. You know, he gets playing Wrigley. There's a lot of history. It's a story franchise. I think that they have a top tier fan base. Uh, Bill Murray would know who I am if I played for the Cubs, which I think is really cool. Um, Says the comedy major. Yes. <laughs> I just think that would be kind of cool. Like you walk in, like, Bill Murray gets to hang out with you after you win a game. I'm I'm in on that. Um, and, but I don't love wind. Wind is cold. Um, so... <laughs> you know that that is actually a point of emphasis on our, in our oh, pitching it staff. Yes, it, is. it is that it is never cold unless it is windy. No, I wind is cold, and I, as we've talked about, not a big fan of cold. Um, so that's a con against the Cubs. My number seven is Milwaukee. Um, I like the Brewers. I've always kind of liked the Brewers. Maybe the best logo in the majors with when they brought back the glove logo, um, the slide is really cool that Bernie Brewer slides down whenever there's a home run. I was a big fan of that growing up. Again, just like, does anybody hate the Brewers? They kind of feel unhateable. They just feel like an, like, like a mean Cubs like, fans would well, Cubs, Cubs fans, fans, but that's about it. But that's within your, that's within your division. It's a divisional I, rivalry. Yeah. Just like we say, how can you hate the Blue Jays? But we all yeah, hate the Blue Jays. Hate the we're, well, except for you, Matt, you're so, just weird. Uh, my, but my point is, is they're kind of just there. They're not really harming anybody on either side. Um, I don't like that they just changed the the stadium name. Again. It's, it's now American Family Field. Yeah, it was. That was I don't like it, especially because they were the Brewers and it was and it was Miller Park, which seemed fitting. Um, but I don't know much about Milwaukee. It uh, like is. They have beer. They have cheese. I'm a big fan of cheese. Beer um, and cheese. You can't say no to it. So. Unless you're underage. Uh, number six is Cincinnati. Uh, you know, they, I've never been to their stadium. Seems like a really cool stadium. I love the stadiums that are on the water. Uh, that seems really cool. Uh, they're they're the lovable losers. I feel like in the MLB, like you know, we all kind of want to root for them and want to see them succeed. But there's just there's just no expectations there. So we don't. You know, I feel like I never get my hopes up for them, and I'm never disappointed. Um, I would love to play with Joey Votto. He's a guy that I've always loved to see play for the Yankees, but I respect the fact that he doesn't want to leave Cincinnati without a ring. I don't think he'll ever get it. Um, but I love Joey Votto. Welcome to social media, Joey Votto. <laughs> that man owns social it's media. It's very fun. Um, you know, they've been around since the beginning of the MLB. They're one of the first teams, so there's there's that. Um, but they're just they're I'll, like if I sign with the Reds, they'll probably trade me in two years. Like I'll, they're just not gonna do what they want to do, and I'll be gone. So. Yeah, I mean, there's. That, that's why they were kind of low on my list was just yeah. because it's it's like it doesn't feel like you'd actually be a red for very long no. but maybe that's a good thing maybe you get you get a taste for Cincinnati so maybe they'll like, trade you to the Yankees maybe they'll trade you to the Yankees <laughs> um so that brings us to our top fives and there's some uh there, there's some disparity I think that I've seen a lot of them I've seen two of my top fives low on your guys's lists so my number five is the Diamondbacks. I love Arizona. I want to live in Arizona at some point in my life for an extended period of my life. So just being able to play and live there would be fantastic. I also have a lot of family out in Arizona. So it would just be super easy. It would They would be able to come to as many games as possible, et cetera, et cetera. Plus those City Connect Los Serpientes jerseys are so clean. 
I'm a big I'm a big fan of the the Diamondbacks uniforms. I just I can't I don't want them playing. <laughs> as a, as a, uh, also, another thing is that very deep to center field, so yeah. that's a plus as a pitcher. Uh, my number four is very low. I remember on Matt's list, it's the Mariners. I again, I kind of agree. I think their jerseys are kind of boring, but I love the city of Seattle, and I would love to be there. I think that especially right now being on that team being on literally America's team right now would just be so fun and I feel like their their clubhouse um their clubhouse makeup is just so electric right now it just seems like there's that the, this is their time and rather than the NFL's America's team they're actually generally loved so that's just why they're for. Also, I think I would look sick in those navy blue jerseys. Uh, on to number three is weird enough. I do have a divisional rival. I do have the Red Sox because I have a lot of family who are Red Sox fans. That obviously has played a lot of a podcast host who's a Red Sox fan. Uh, yeah, my my co-host is a Red Sox fan. I go to school in Boston. Fenway Park is amazing. Fenway Park is gorgeous. Boston yeah. is great. I love living here yeah. and. It's just, I, I can't say no to the history either. Plus the monster will help me because I give up a lot of balls that just would tip off of it. And, you yeah. know, that no, would no. be nice. I completely and, understand and, wanting to play for the Red Sox. And plus, if I'm going to give up a home run, it might as well go over the monster. <laughs> and that brings us to our number two, because if I'm going to give up bombs, they might as well land in McCovey Cove. Yeah. The Giants are my number two, because look, that is so cool the amount of history that that team has the the coolest jerseys there is no other team that has cream home jerseys and they're gorgeous they're gorgeous they're top five jerseys in baseball in my opinion and I just really like the stadium it looks really cool I've never been I really want to go and that brings us to our number one and my number one is obvious. I kind of foreshadowed it earlier. My entire dad's side of the family are Cubs fans. Wrigley Field, why wouldn't you want to play there? It is without a doubt my favorite non-Camden Yard stadium. The jerseys, iconic. Everything about the Cubs franchise is good. I don't think that there are people, like you've said about a lot, called a I don't think anybody actually hates the Cubs besides her divisional rivals and maybe Guardians fans right now, but that'll wear off in a few years. I just, I couldn't not put the Cubs. It was super easy. As soon as you posed the question, I think it took me two seconds to be like, maybe not the Cubs, because it's just, it's got to be the Cubs for me. Well, while we've seen in Ezra's top five, he likes to be on the wrong side of highlights, setting up home runs there, getting crushed over the monster into water. Um, my number five would be on the right side of highlights with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, Andrew Heaney shoving there. What can't they do? <laughs> um, I mean, you make a good point. He's, what, one start into the season? Two, two, two starts, starts seven, is it, what, 13 innings and 16 Ks or something it's like something that? Something insane. Any first inning home runs now? Because that was... No, that was he hasn't given him a run. He has zero ERA. Wow. Zero yeah. ERA. With the Yankees, it was a first inning home run every time. Yeah, so if they can teach Andrew Heaney how to pitch, I'm going to the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> number four is Ezra's number one in the Cubs. Another team I played for in Little League. 
Um, I love their jerseys. I love Chicago. I get to play with my favorite pitcher of all time, Marcus Stroman. Um, not a great team right now, but I see like would just love to play in Wrigley Field in such an old stadium. Um, always I like I just like Wrigley. Um, number three is actually my second favorite team, uh, the Blue Jays. Um, my hitting coach was also half of the Blue Jays hitting coaches, so I feel like I could get along with a lot of the players that are there just by talking about him um, and learning about hitting while also being able to have Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, and all of them behind me. So even if I did let up a home run, I have six more. Back. I have six more coming in the bottom of the inning. Um, number two um, is the Braves. Uh, I have family in downtown Atlanta. The second ballpark I went to was Turner Field with number one being Petco. My favorite player growing up was my first favorite player or second favorite player technically, but my first favorite player not on the Red Sox is Chipper Jones. Um, it was just a team that will always be, uh, will always have a special place in my heart. My number one, this is going to come to a surprise to a lot of people, but the first MLB video game I ever played was MLB 97. And I picked this team because my favorite Red Sox at the time was on it. And it's the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, JD Drew was on the Cardinals at this time period. He was my favorite Red Sox at the time. And I was just between him, Mark McGuire, and just like that entire lineup. JD mashing. Drew. Um, <laughs> JD Drew. Was amazing Red Sox. Um, Did yeah. Rick and Keel have the yips in that game too? I don't remember. Probably. Probably lost a lot though. But they have those cream home jerseys, the baby blue jerseys. I love this. Their stadium's insane with Big Mac land in left field. Great team. I, I'm sorry. I made a really bad joke off, off to the side. And it's, <laughs> we were talking about the yips and there's a kid on our team um, right now who has the yips. It's just way too perfect. Sorry. So <laughs> number one for Matt is the Cardinals. Kalta, give us your top five, man. All right, my number five is the Pirates. Uh, honestly, the stadium looks gorgeous in every video game ever, every picture ever. It's just like maybe my favorite stadium that I've never been to. I would love to get there. Um, Pittsburgh seems cool. The Roberto Clemente Bridge, it's such a cool bridge in the background. Like I'm not I'm not a huge bridge guy, but I'm not. I don't have anything against bridges. Like bridges are kind of cool. Nothing right? against bridges. I got nothing against bridges. What do you cool. think about Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> love Jeff Bridges. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, no, but the colors aren't bad, and the uniforms look kind of cool. I don't know. Just kind of seem like a place I like. Um, I respect any fan base that can stick with the team when they're terrible. Uh, part of the reason that I put the Reds and the Pirates so high is just their fan base, the true fans, like, they're sticking with them. Um, but they don't spend money on the team, so why would I want to go there? Um, number four, St. Louis. And similar reason you guys had them kind of high is, you know, pow well, one, powdered blues. But it just seems like a cool place to play. Uh, the Cardinals fans seem pretty cool. It's a good stadium, great history. Seven Gold Glove nominees last year. Like, if I all I got to do is just throw a strike and somebody's probably going to catch that ball. Um, so, you know, the stadium looks cool. Same thing as well. Only ever been there on a, on a layover. But, like, I don't know anything bad about St. Louis. Um, number three is Seattle. Uh, so I've never been to Seattle, but I've always kind of said, I think I'd love it. Like, I think I just really enjoy living in Seattle. It's a great city. Uh, it's like everything I've ever heard about it just seems like it, it 
would really I'd fit in well there and I would be able to, to live there. Um, I actually really like the colors in the uniforms. I know you guys will think that they're bland. I kind of like them. Um, you know, they do have the cream alternates and they have the teal. Oh, they're throwbacks. I forgot about their throwbacks. The yeah. trident throwbacks with the blue and the yellow. As much as I hate yellow, that's the only time that's that it a, works. That's a really cool, yeah. Um, I don't love rain, which sucks, but like at least they've got a dome. Um, or or know, a retractable. A retractable dome, so there's not that many rain outs. There shouldn't be any. Um, but the team just kind of sucks no matter what they do. You know, like they, they America's team. Yeah, yeah. Like we all uh, same thing. It's like with like the Rams. We all kind of want to root for the Mariners, but I don't even think it's kind of. We yeah. all fully want to root for the Mariners. No team with the amount of talent that they have had shouldn't be making the playoffs oh, yeah, in twenty absolutely. years. Uh, but I mean, they they just added a, a playoff spot in the MLB, and I still don't think the Mariners are going to get there. I think we've got a few more years. Um, but my number two and my number one, um, both in my home state. My number two is San Francisco. San Francisco is so cool. I love San Francisco. Um, I haven't spent a ton of time there, but the time I've spent there, I've just really loved the city. Um, I've It's the California weather that I'm pretty used to. Like, I'm used to the California weather. I know it's Northern California, so um, there's a little bit of changes from Southern California, but overall, I think, you know, I can handle that. Um, the stadium is one of my favorite stadiums that I've been to. Again, haven't been to too many, but it's a great stadium. I love it. Um, the one game I went there, well, it was a 14-inning game, so I spent a lot of time in that stadium. <laughs> um, it would piss off all of my Dodgers fan friends. Uh, it would be really fun. Your get, Dodgers fan friends? But yeah, all my friends and Dodgers <laughs> fans from back home and get them all free shirts with my name on it. And then I'd like, you know, be like, you gotta wear it. You gotta wear it. <laughs> Support me. That is the most cold-blooded thing I think I've ever heard. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to tell me they're not going to wear it and not support me, and then I just cry to their face. And they're bad friends. And make them feel bad. It's great. Um, but, you know, I am. I do hit lefty, so if by some chance I ever have to hit, I could maybe uh, pull the ball into the cove. I would probably need to work out a little bit more first. <laughs> I don't think right now I could do that, but I would have that motivation to, to work out and maybe one day put one out into the cove. Yeah, why not? And then my number one, the team that thinking about this is really the team that that made me pose this question uh, is the San Diego Padres. I came up with this question when Luke Voigt was being talked about as being traded to the Padres. And my first thought was, yeah, that's probably the best place to get traded. Um, I like I love San Diego. It's close enough to home that like I can go home if I need to. You know, you can spend some time at home and it's, you know, not it doesn't have to be a huge trip. Um, I love the weather there. Love San Diego. I love Petco Park. I actually really like the uniforms. I know you guys both said that you hated the brown and yellows. My they look school, like pee pee poo poo. Yeah. Uh, my high school's throwback jerseys were brown and yellow. So I've actually worn brown and yellow uniforms before and didn't hate it. Um, I think that it's also kind of cool that they're the only team in town. There's really nobody else that everybody gets to root for. So you're really San Diego's team. And they're ready. I think they're ready to make a push for the playoffs in the World Series. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I think in the next few years, they're really setting themselves up for that. That's if they can stop Tatis from riding motorcycles. <laughs> and exactly. Don't play soccer, soccer and doing wheelies and golf carts. <laughs> Is there any more? Am I missing something? No, there's probably more. Um, but I just think it'd be kind of cool to be on, uh, be on the first World Series winning team for the Padres. Um, I think their only con is really just they just don't have as much history as some of the other teams. But I wear the same jerseys as Tony Gwynn. Yeah, that's as much history as you need, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I just I 
think San Diego would be a great place to play. I'd love to play there. I love that stadium. Everything about it is appealing to me. I, yeah, I think I think that that's reasonable. Obviously, I put them a little lower on my list, mostly because of those jerseys. They're god-awful. I'm sorry. But that will conclude those lists. I think we had some pretty different ones. The final tally of same answers goes to four between me and Matt and one for me and you, Kalta. Oh, really? Just the Giants at yeah. number two. That is the only one that is the same. I think me and Ezra's all came before the number 20. Which yep. Is quite weird. Which is <laughs> impressive. Um, but from one of our, from our main event to our closing act, as always, we do have the Rushmore. And of course, we do have Kalta, the Yankees fan, joining us. So first, we're not going to do the Yankees. We're going to do the other team from New York. Obviously, a lot of guys on our team were kind of unhappy about us having a Yankees fan yeah, on. I, I walked around and let everybody know very early on when we were talking about this that I might be doing the Mets rush more. They it. weren't happy because there's a lot of Mets fans on our team. And I guess I don't respect the Mets enough or something. I've been told. Well, we'll see about that when we get through the Rushmores. I think that there's there's some pretty obvious names to put on the Rushmore here. I think that you have to have David Wright on the Rushmore. I don't even need to tell you guys about his stats. Yeah. He is Mr. Met. He obviously, he's not the, the mascot, <laughs> but he is Mr. Met. Uh, I'm he's thinking about a retired David Wright running around in the <laughs> Look, I wouldn't be surprised if he did it. He is married to that franchise. He's second all time in war for the team. He's won award after award, and he was the face of the franchise for years. Another obvious name, I think, is Tom Seaver. He's one of the best pitchers of all time, probably the best pitcher in Mets history. I, I feel like it's pretty obvious that he's got to be there. Another pitcher for my third is Dwight Gooden. Uh, again, one of the best pitchers in history. Obviously, his, his war didn't actually reflect that, but he's just he was so, so good. And then my fourth name on the actual Rushmore is the guy who hit the bomb after 9-11 is Piazza. He is so iconic, such a great guy, such a Met legend. It was pretty simple. I was I didn't even have to look at the Mets all-time numbers. I didn't have to look at their top 24 in war on baseball reference. These four were so obvious for me. So I, it, it was just literally, I snapped my fingers and I wrote them down. Yeah, I mean, my top four is pretty similar. Um, I have Tom Seaver and David Wright there. Um, my, I actually put, it's going to get probably a little bit of hate, but Jacob deGrom is on there. He is, other than Tom Seaver, I think he's going to be the best pitcher in Mets history. Um, and he's one the best in the game right now and probably will be the best pitcher of the century um, if he can stay healthy. My number four is Keith Hernandez. Um, I think he was just the pride and joy of the Mets for the longest time. Um, I know he spent more years in St. Louis than New York, but I feel like his, his years in New York were just as valuable, if not more valuable than those in St. Louis. Um, yeah. And Calta, what do you, what do you got for so us? Uh, I, I will say I actually only have one player on my Mount for the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking about disrespecting the franchise. Uh, the Mets disrespect so the, the Yankees. franchise every year. Um, so, but I will say that if I were to put together a real top four, 
I, everybody that you guys named would be on there. I think maybe DeGrom would be the one I leave off just because I think he needs some more time before he cements himself there. Uh, my, my, my four Mets for the Mount Rushmore, uh, Tom Seaver, number one, obviously, I mean, as we talked about, it, pretty easy choice there. Number two is the Wilpon family for uh, <laughs> selling the team to Steve Cohen, um, <laughs> which I think is maybe the best thing to happen in Mets franchise history, that now that they've got a guy who loves baseball and loves spending money, um, he does love spending but money. I, I think if you look at everything else the Wilpon family does, they don't and uh, should not be anywhere near the Mets. Um, but just for selling the team to Steve Cohen. Uh, number three, uh, this might be a little bit uh, hard for you guys. You might not like this one. Number three is actually two people combined for what they did together: uh, Ruth Roberts and Bill Katz, who wrote "Meet the Mets" in a song contest <laughs> for the Mets fight song oh back in 1961. I think Meet the Mets is one of the better things about the franchise. Um, you know, that and the Apple, like those are the two things that every Mets fan, like everybody can, you can say that and I'm not going to get And the black on. jerseys. Yeah. Um, and then number four is the 1986 Red Sox. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think much needs to be said about that one. Just throw Buckner. You should just be Buckner. <laughs> no, See, I, thought, I thought about that, but you know, it takes more than just one guy to lose a World Series. Um, so it's the whole 86 Red Sox. All right. And I we did skip over our two honorable mentions. I, of course, did have Keith Hernandez as mine. Uh, Matt, who was your honorable mention? Mine was one of my favorite players growing up once again. It's Jose Reyes. That wow. that's now, now a musician. Uh, he's, he's a musician. He is now a musician. Yes. He, I don't want to listen to his music. I believe he's a, a rap artist. I but I don't want to listen. To, I don't want to listen to Jose yes. Reyes's music. And um, now Calta, give honor, us an honor. My honorable mention is the black uniforms. I think really. That's, yeah, I think that's something we can all get behind. Like everything the Mets do wrong, the black uniforms is not one of them. Yeah, um, I, I'm honestly surprised you didn't say Bobby Bonilla. Bobby I'm, Bonilla's I'm gonna. Okay. I thought I thought you were gonna say Bobby Bonilla. Actually, just brought to my attention before we go on to the Yankees Mount Rushmore is that Jake Arrieta just announced his retirement. Yeah, within the last within the last five minutes, literally, Calta showed me on his phone that he got a notification about it. Uh, Cy Young winner, World Series winner. We can talk about it on another episode if we need to. Just wanted to mention it because breaking actual breaking actual news breaking on the pod news. close to your heart too the former oriole yeah former oriole i actually have his and, autograph and, and a cub for your number one yeah ex- look look at it all it's all coming together i actually have his autograph on an orioles shirt because he was a special guest when i did orioles baseball camp when i was like six years old That's but sick. all that aside on to the yankees the Yankees lose should be number one on everybody's round Rushmore. Sorry, not sorry. But for real, there are so many guys for the yeah. Yankees Rushmore. I think you could honestly make probably 10 of them. Yeah, and I mean, we, we talked about it. You could make one for every era, you, you know, every decade or so. You could probably and it would make, make sense guys. for all time. Yeah, it's there's so much history there. I think we counted last episode. There was like 20 some uh, retired numbers. Yeah. They even have multiple two. They have two numbers that are retired twice. Dickie and Barra both wore eight. Mariano and Jackie Robinson, of course, forty-two. Happy belated Jackie Robinson Day, everybody. But we'll get down to business now. Obviously, Kalta, you are the 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 expert on the Yankees. So why don't we start off with your four on the Rushmore, and honestly, give us the honorable mention right after two. All right. So. Uh... 
the way that I put this together is I kind of picked, um, like I said, I picked like an era or so, and I tried to pick one guy that I thought defined that era or that team that he played for so that I didn't just have four guys that all played together. Um, this isn't going to be controversial, but I know that you're going to cover, I know that both of you probably have the alternative pick. Um, on your Mount Rushmore, I picked Lou Gehrig. Um, Lou Gehrig is m my favorite Hall of Famer of all time. I always loved him growing up. Um, I don't think that people give him enough credit for the stuff that he did. I think that the fact that he played it with Ruth, uh, people always look at Ruth and, you know, sometimes forget about him. Uh, Gehrig is second all-time in Grand Slams, and first is Alex Rodriguez, who broke that record, I believe, in 2015 or 2014. Also, Gehrig has a 113 career war. Yeah. That's unheard of. Uh, and, you know, it's really... It's really easy to play the what if game in baseball. You can just say, what if this had happened? What if that had happened? Um, I think that if you're going to play that game, if Gehrig did not come down with ALS, I think that there's a whole other, you know, there's a few more years that he has in his career that really could have bolstered his, his stats. Um, but I, you know, you got to go on what you have. I just think that he was one of the best hitters of his time and playing with Ruth. I think that that sometimes gets overlooked. Um, my second, uh, uh, I'll go with the second, at least uh, in years. Uh, in chronological order. Yeah, yeah, I'll go chronological order. The next one, I put DiMaggio. I think that DiMaggio and Mantle, I don't want to say they're interchangeable, but I think that those are the two that you kind of got to pick between. Um, but looking at DiMaggio's stats, him comparing him to Mantle, they're very similar. Um, they have a lot of numbers. I know Mantle had a lot more home runs, but DiMaggio's, you know, his... Um, his batting stats, other than that, are very similar, um, and he played a lot less seasons. Uh, DiMaggio was an all-star every single year that he played, which is a very impressive stat. Um, the other, the big thing that I think you got to point out with DiMaggio is that his career was shortened by the war. Um, he played from 36 to 42, then went to fight World War II, and then came back and played 46 to 51, um, and just I, he, I believe he had bone spurs and that kind of started to uh, deteriorate his abilities and I think one of the important things to notice is that you know Garrick retired in 39 DiMaggio started playing in 36 Garrick passed the torch to DiMaggio DiMaggio passed the torch to Mantle um, which is a really interesting thing to look at if you look at the guys who overlapped in Yankees history and just how many of them played just one the beginning of one's career was the end of another's career um, and it continues throughout their history uh, my number three is maybe my second favorite Hall of Famer of all time, Yogi Berra. Uh, I mean, he's... I, I the funniest man in baseball the history. The funniest man in baseball history. I, I truly believe that he's the greatest catcher of all time. I know that a lot of people will say Johnny Bench, um, but if you're going to make the rings argument, uh, which I try not to make because I know that there's a whole lot of other things that go into it in baseball, but he has 10 World Series rings, and as the catcher, you're, you know, you're the captain of the team. Um, not officially, but, you know, in many ways, you're the captain of the field and you're in charge of a lot of what goes on there, especially back in those days. I know that a lot of stuff today is micromanaged and with electronics and analytics and all that. But to lead the team to 10 World Series, five of them in a row, and to call a perfect game in the World Series is a pretty incredible uh, resume. So I, I, I just can't see leaving Yogi Berra off that list. And then uh, my last one, is Mariano Rivera. I mean, he's the greatest closer of all time, and it isn't even that close. Like, I know Hoffman is up there, but 
Hoffman's the clear second. <laughs> there, there is no competition there. Yeah, I just, I think that Mariano Rivera really sums up that core four. You can go to Jeter, you can go, I, I, I think that Jeter and Rivera are the two, the two easiest to go to for the Mount Rushmore for, for that core four era. Um, but I just, I think I had to go with Mo because he's the clear greatest of all time at what he did. My favorite stat of all time is that more men have walked on the moon than have scored a run on, uh, against Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Uh, and most of those were Diamondbacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he holds the major league record for saves at 6.52, games finished at 9.52, in ERA plus at 205, which is an adjusted ERA that um, pretty much averages out uh, everybody in the league and um, kind of takes away where they played and uh, averages it out there. And so the league average is 100, and he had 205, which is a major league record. Um, and the other thing that's, that I think is really impressive that goes back to his postseason stat uh, is that he's pitched 141 innings in the postseason, which is roughly two seasons worth of innings for a closer. I mean, I think his, I think the season that he pitched the most innings was about 105, but most of his other years he pitched 60, 70, and then, you know, a few times got into the 80s. So that's two full seasons worth of games that he's pitched that he's closed out just in the postseason alone, which I think is a really incredible stat and just shows that like he was so locked in and he was locked in when they when the Yankees needed him most. Um, and then lastly, my honorable mention, this could really, uh, I actually went with uh, an executive and rather than somebody who played, but then uh, I think belongs on there as an executive. I think he, I could have gone with George Steinbrenner for what he did for the Yankees and revitalizing them. Um, and the fact that uh, he, I don't know how much you guys, but he wanted to buy Cleveland and the, 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 at the time, the Indians owner said, no, absolutely not. So he turned around and bought the Yankees and turned it into a billion, multi-billion dollar franchise. But I, I'm going to go with uh, the general manager of the 90s Yankees, uh, Gene Stick Michael. He was an okay player and an okay manager, but he was an incredible executive. He was one of the guys that kind of sat down and ran analytics before it was really popular, figured out how to play teams, figured out what to do. Um, you know, Reggie Jackson credits him with the reason that he hit three home runs in, in the World Series game, um, and he set up that 90s dynasty. He drafted or traded for all four of the core four members, for Bernie Williams, for Paul O'Neill. That whole team was set up by him, and a lot of people um, even credit the, you know, the early years of Cashman's, uh, Cashman's tenure when he, you know, the end of the 90s, a lot of people still credit that to Stick Michael. You know? I am surprised by a few of the, the guys on your list. I wasn't surprised that you went with an executive because of how you told me you were going to do it. You were going to go by era and an honorable mention. I was like, well, if he's, if he wouldn't go by era there. So I'm actually not surprised by that. But I am surprised by a few of the names. I You obviously went between one or the other, but I didn't. I... I couldn't leave Babe Ruth off of my Rushmore. He's Babe Ruth. Yeah. The great Bambino, the Sultan of Swat, the Colossus of Cloud, the Titan of Terror. I can quote the whole Sandlot if you want me to, but I won't. He's, he has to be there. Honestly, I was kind of thinking of joking around and um, putting the, whoever the executive of the Yankees was at the time that traded yeah. for Babe Ruth. But obviously, Ruth has got to be there. He's got a 143 career war. We know what he could do behind the plate. He was the first ever really good two-way. I will say, my, my one thing about war for guys like Ruth and even Garrick is, you know, war has been calculated differently 
and there's, you know, there's different ways to calculate war even today. And, and it's hard to calculate guys that played all the way back then. Very true. We don't have all as, of the film. Yeah, we don't have all board. the film. We have the stats, sure, but we don't have necessarily the fielding, the like true fielding numbers that a lot of these other analytics today cover. So I think that that's where war gets tricky. And uh, not to- But it is also thing. Babe Ruth. Yeah, <laughs> but it is Babe Ruth. But I think that it's hard to just go solely off of war on some of those- Of things. course. But again, it's Babe Ruth. Um, <laughs> and then- my other guy, one of the other guys that I have is also Gehrig. I mean, before Ripken, he had a pretty much unbreakable record. He was the iron horse. And then Cal Ripken's like, nah, I'm Iron Man. So obviously I have Gehrig for most of the same reasons as you do. He was, if he's, if his career wasn't cut short, his war might be the highest of all time. It's just, he was a fantastic ball player. So it was easy to put him. Another guy, you you were deciding between Mantle and DiMaggio, and you went with DiMaggio, but I went with Mantle because the man played his entire career probably with two torn ACLs and was arguably the best all-around player of all time. So it was pretty simple. Again, one of the guys that when we decided we were doing a Yankees episode, it was, oh, Mantle's on there, Ruth's on there, Gehrig's on there, and the fourth guy, just like you had, Rivera. He's... I, I would argue that he's the best pitcher of all time, as much as I hate to say it as a hater of the Yankees. He's just like, he's probably the best pitcher of all time. You don't pitch that well for so long for no reason. So it was pretty simple for me to put him on to the Rushmore as my fourth name. And my fifth guy, my honorable mention, a guy that you had on your Rushmore, but I had him as my honorable mention, is the funniest man in baseball history. Baseball is 80% mental and the other half is physical Yogi Berra. I mean, it, it was pretty simple. I am of the belief that he is also the best catcher of all time. I think that it's very close, but I couldn't have this list without mentioning him at all. So he's my honorable mention. Yeah, so I'm going to start off my number one. You, you did Gary, he did Ruth. So I'm going to start off number one with who I think is the greatest position player of all time. And that is Mickey Mantle. It's on. Uh, it was on Ezra's Mount Rushmore. But like Ezra said, he played most of his career with two torn ACLs, most likely. He sprained his ankle on a sprinkler head in his early years of playing and never came back. And he was a well-documented alcoholic and still hit 536 home runs <laughs> and batted 300 for a career. Um, so everything considered, I think he is – the greatest position player of all time, one of the most well-rounded players of all time. Um, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig are both on my Mount Rushmore's for obvious reasons that you both have stated. Um, and my fourth is also Mariano Rivera, the most dominant pitcher, I think, ever, um, especially as a player who came up through the minors into the MLB as a starter, um, started 10 games for the Yankees in 95 in his rookie year. And they just said, let's teach you how to close and then became the greatest closer of all time. And I think a big thing with we've got, we would be remiss not to mention is the fact that Rivera had, you know, his cutter is, I mean, his cutter. It's is, the best pitch of all time. Is arguably the best pitch of all time. It's, I don't even think it's much of an argument. And, you know, the thing that was always said is he knew it was coming, yet he still couldn't hit it. Yeah, he had a throne of broken bats given to him as a, as a, as a retirement yeah. gift because the man sought everybody off. So yeah. and, and there's a there's a, an interesting story that I think that the Yankees broadcasters talked about many years ago. Um, but 
when the Rockies and the Marlins were added as expansion teams, I believe it was the Marlins were going to draft Mariano Rivera in their next with their next pick, but the Rockies took somebody from the Yankees, and there was a rule that um, that prevented too many players from one team being taken away in the expansion draft. So the Marlins actually had to pass on Mariano Rivera, and he remained with the Yankees. Um, and I just think that, as you know, I mentioned earlier, the what if game. Just what if Rivera had played for the Marlins? That would have been weird. <laughs> that that would be a so very weird. different career for him. Yeah, for sure. And Matt, you've got your honorable mention now. Who is it? It's gotta be Yogi Berra, like you said, ten times World Series, three time MVP as a catcher, um, Hall of Famer. He just had to be on there. Yeah, and the namesake for one of the weirdest boomerang cartoons, Yogi Bear. Um, and that is, I believe, all we've got today. I'm again, we're not a very high budget podcast here, so I'm very sorry if you heard the creaking of these really bad 172 Tremont chairs. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kalta, for coming on and joining us and giving us your comedic takes and actually quite intelligent takes thank you for having me and uh stay safe happy holidays and just enjoy the rest of the baseball season